God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell me? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when does God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident and I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that dream or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, that's that's bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. What is God saying in the midst of a pandemic? It's been nearly six months since we first heard about the coronavirus. Here in Australia, we're experiencing a bit of a second wave and facing different forms of restrictions across the country. But during times like these, disasters, big world events, our thoughts often turn to heaven. God, what are you doing? Of course, God isn't the cause of a pandemic, but we do know that God is brilliant at using hard times for his purpose. Today, we're privileged to have a prophet on the podcast to speak about that very question. I know you'll be blessed by it. Hello and welcome to episode number 59 of the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris and I'm a pastor, speaker and founder of this ministry that equips you to recognise and respond to God's voice. Well, welcome to the show, everyone, wherever you are from around the world facing this pandemic that's touching us all. It's great to have you on the show. I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today. In fact, we've had some incredible feedback about what God is doing during the pandemic. Recently, we released a podcast on how the Holy Spirit is a counsellor. And we met with Pastor Andy Wallace and talked about how God speaks to us about the issues of our heart. And just chatting with a bunch of people this week, a whole lot of people are going through counselling at the moment. They're using this time in lockdown to really focus on what God is doing in their internal life, in their mm-hmm. space beneath the surface. And I believe the Holy Spirit is a counsellor and wants to lead us into wholeness. But today we're going to be talking about something slightly different. As I said, we have a prophet on the show and we actually haven't had a prophet on the show before. So I'm super excited. This woman is an Australian prophet. She has been in ministry for years and years, about 30 years. She's an Aussie, but she's also a bit Italian. So she uses her hands quite a bit. (laughs) You won't get to see that on the podcast. But her name is Vicky Simpson. And it's so great to have you on the show, Vicky. Welcome. Thank you to God Conversations. Great to be here. And you and I, we've known each other for quite a while now. I was thinking back to the first time I ever saw you in action down in Melbourne. Yeah. And you preached a sermon 20 years ago that was kind of instrumental for me when I first started leading my church, actually. You were speaking about faith and going up a level. Do you remember that sermon? It wasn't the one where I, about the God stretch, where I put my leg up on the the pulpit. Was it that one? No, it was one where you were (laughs) buying your house. Oh, okay. And you were going from faith to faith. Oh, faith to faith. And you were going up a gear. Yeah, the different levels of. Yeah. Yeah. And God had just said to me, Tanya, we're going up a gear. Wow. And then I'd come and I'd heard your sermon and you were talking about going up a gear and I just remember being so confronted by it and you were so bold. I think the best thing you can say to me or any preacher is that you remember my message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can I can probably preach it today. It was wow. so, and I just and remember. That one had points too. That's it, a rare it, thing for me. <laughs> 
points. <laughs> I love that. But tell us about your ministry. Tell us about what you do today. Yeah. You're a minister with the C3 movement. Yeah I'm, based, yeah, I'm based here in Sydney, C3 SYD at Oxford Falls. And, and up until corona crazy season, I would travel full time. So basically my ministry would take me, you know, across Australia, overseas, and I would go into churches to really bring God's word in season. Yes. And I do training like yourself, help people identify God's voice, help activate people in the prophetic. That's kind of it in a nutshell, but yeah. obviously it's changed. In it's interesting um, because we've often found ourselves in Europe at the same time. Yes, different, different parts. Yeah. As well. I remember when I first looked at starting God Conversations. Mm. I was watching your life carefully because there was so few female leaders out in Australia and beyond at that time. And I remember talking to you about it because you you pioneered that ministry in lots of ways. You were very brave. You were mostly as a single in the early yes, days. that's as right. As yeah. well. And then Damien came along. Yes. And you chased him oh, down even though he's right. a marathon runner. <laughs> Don't know how I caught him. Um, yeah, I'd already been in full-time ministry 15 years before I got married and you know, I didn't get married till my early 40s. So I was a bit, you know, like a lot of things in my life, you know, not typical, <laughs> not what people think as the normal kind of progress of a life story but yeah um and he's uh he's an architect as you said he's a he's a runner so he has to keep up with you he has to keep up with me well we actually steady eddie he's steady eddie i'm the one that's sort of like you know all extremes the ups and the downs and obviously the italian blood in my veins can get very passionate um for good and for bad and uh yeah he's mr steady eddie i made my opposite you know, they say opposites attract, then yes, they attack. You know, yes, but anyway, it's um, yes. oh, that's a good way. But <laughs> he's a good man. Yeah. What we what we love at first, we yeah <laughs> we struggle with afterwards. I said we had first time we had a prophet yeah, on the show, yeah. and I use that term prophet freely for those of you who are familiar with the New Testament. Obviously, prophets appear, but and even more so in the Old Testament, and mm. we see that prophets hear from God and then pass God's messages on. Mm. But interesting, as a New Testament prophet, what does that look like? We know that, you know, the big shift when the New Covenant came was that the Spirit was poured out on every person mm. so they could all hear from God. Yes. The the biblical way typically was hearing from God in dreams and visions, and Acts chapter 2 talks about the fact that everyone now can have dreams and visions and prophesy, speak out those, yes. those messages. So what does that mean? Okay, so you're not running around in sackcloth and, sackcloth and eating like, locusts. You know, locusts. <laughs> the image of the, the lone person in the yeah. desert, those crazy Old Testament prophets. Isaiah, like he was naked, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> but then we see the shift mm. in the New Covenant. What does that mean for mm. a prophet today? We hear, you know, the Apostle Paul writes about prophets and apostles and pastors and teachers. Mm. What do you think then is the main shift between what we see in the old covenant mm. and what we see in the new? You really touched on it there, the fact that back in the old, like the prophet was, you know, the main mouthpiece of God. Like, whereas now in, with the new, all can hear from God. And so I actually think the New Testament prophet is about facilitating that. I call myself spiritual pseudofed. I'm about clearing the airways. I'm about helping people. And and for me, uh, it's not just the individual. And to be honest, it has become more and more for me about the, the corporate, about the body and helping churches, yes. helping 
groups, helping cities hear from God. Yes. So it's not just what the prophet says. It's not just what I say. It's what God does with what I say. Yes. And that is often to, to shift, to uproot, to plant. But it's not taking the place of Jesus, you know, the responsibility and the privilege that we all have of hearing yes. God's voice for ourselves. Yeah. I believe it's to to help people and the church walk in revelation. Yeah, I love that. What we do see in the New Testament church, don't we? We see those two ideas about prophets, almost two different roles. We've got the ones that um, equip the saints for the work of the yes. ministry that are very much a part of the leadership of every church. So I think that God sets ministry gifts in every church. So the apostolic pioneering gift, the teaching mm. gift, the pastoral gift and the prophetic gift. So I mm. think that every church has these potential prophetic people who are there to equip the saints for the mm. ministry, to equip the saints to hear from God and prophesy. But then you have the wandering prophets you see in the New Testament as well, <laughs> who I think of when I think of you too. And it's almost like God has given them a sphere beyond the local mm. church. Yeah. So you were saying cities and nations. Yeah. Yes, and yeah where the wandering or the visiting prophet might come in and hear from God for the church or for the community or for the city, the bigger picture, Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I think that's probably how you would operate as well. When you come into the church environment, you're listening to God. What is God saying to this church? Yeah. Um, but we should also, I think, have those voices within the church, do you yeah. think? Or yeah. Have you had that when you've come into a church and you've sort of brought a message from God and there's been people in the church go, yes. Oh, that's You can see them leaning in while you're speaking. You almost feel them like drawing from you. But but because the, um, you know, the the times in which we have lived, like these last couple of decades, few decades, it hasn't been a part of the uh, the landscape, the language of most contemporary Pentecostal yeah. churches, especially, yeah. say, Australia. Um, or even non-Pentecostal churches. Either. Or even non-Pentecostal churches, 100%. Um, it's, it's, and so you have people who are identified, say, as pastors, who I actually think, well, you know what, they're not really a pastor. They're, yeah. I can yeah. feel that prophet call. or And so... It's measure. We all have our own grace. We all have our own measure. I, I, the prophet is not, it's not like a cookie cutter. Yes. You know, we're all yes. different. I say I'm a bit like Frank Sinatra, doing it my way. <laughs> but but there is an essence. There is, a, and, and it's like deep calls unto deep. And when you kind of meet someone who is of that same, mm-hmm. same calling, same grace, the mm-hmm. prophetic grace, it's like, you you're just, really good at hearing from God. That's the grace, isn't it? You, yeah, oh, it, you just, you do. But but you know what? For others, can I be this honest? For myself, like I'm just a sheep. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm relating to God as, as his daughter. I don't have, I've got to be honest, for myself, I have no head start or advantage over anybody else. Yeah, yeah. My grace yeah. is for others. Yes. And I have ample example, like an evidence of really missing it. Right, in regards in to myself, life. yeah. It's funny. I was chatting with another prophet recently and they said exactly the same thing. They could really, it's funny. The reverse is true for me. I hear from God super clearly for myself. Unless yeah, I can't believe people. that. Yeah, I've heard your stories. It's, it's like I'm so the opposite. It's, You've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, though. This is where I love the body of Christ that yeah, works yeah, together because yeah. kind of, we hold each other up in our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Okay, so 
back to back to your calling. Mm. I just find this really fascinating. How, how did you first know that God was calling you to be a prophet? Did you? Oh, what was man. it like? The call of God coming out of the the sky with a trumpet, Vicky Simpson. No, well, look, it, it was a journey. Like I was prophetic from the time I received the the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So. I have a Catholic background, yes, Italian Catholic background. I got born again when I was 19 and found myself in a Pentecostal church during the charismatic renewal, so early 1980. So I get baptised in the Holy Spirit and I reckon I received the 1 Corinthians 12 gift of prophecy at the same time. Mm-hmm. You had this experience of the Spirit and yes. then you started being able to prophesy. Much yeah, more. and it was the it, church culture of the day was that, that that was a part of Sunday service. That was a part of a midweek prayer right. meeting. So I had ample right. demonstration in front of me, it, like regularly. So on a Sunday I'd be hearing um, prophetic gifts in our church bringing a prophetic word and I think those thoughts had just gone through my head. Yeah, or yes. um, I would feel like, oh, my gosh, I have this urge yes. to declare a thought. I mean, it was as simple as I love you, says the Lord. That really literally was my first ever prophecy. I love you, says the Lord. But <laughs> I prophesy and I'd burst into tears every time. I was so emotional. Is it because you could feel something as well as here? Yeah, I'd be rare. Yeah. And I, and I still am primarily a feeler. Mm-hmm. So feeling the presence of God, you know, I, I would say I primarily, I'm a hearer, feeler. So most people think prophets are seers. I'm not, you know, I don't really fall into that category. Yes. I'm, I'm more feel and and I feel the word. It was tangible. It was like something would, <laughs> momentum would be building Bubble up. Bubble up a little bubbling. bit. Well, yeah. I am a Nabi prophet, to use an yeah. Old Testament term. That, My friend talks about that. She says she often feels stuff yeah. bubbling Yeah, up. bubbles. And, and when I give voice to that, then it, brrr, it's, yeah. it starts to... Yeah, but it's often just one thought to start well, off. With. I have not ever had that experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I've not experienced what you told. Well, oh, no, no, you experience. It's a beautiful thing. I fall asleep and <laughs> I know the no. sleeping prophet. I know it's, awesome. it's like. <laughs> well, what I'm super excited about then is to hear about what the spirit has been talking to you about during mm. this particular season of the pandemic. Because mm. we talked about the prophet will often have a larger sphere than mm. the local church and so you can really hear God's voice for for bigger things if you like. I mean mm. this is a this is a global issue. Mm. Mm. So straight after the break we're going to come back and talk about what you feel that God is speaking to us about during this pandemic. Okay. Super excited to hear it. Hearing God's voice is one of the most important ways we get to know God. Yet so many fail to experience it. Here at God Conversations, we're committed to equipping people all over the world to recognize and respond to God's voice. It's a big vision, so we'd like to give you the opportunity to join with us by investing in the ministry. You can become a partner either by sponsoring a special project or by giving on a monthly basis. If you're unable to give financially, we would so value your prayers for God's continued hand of favor as we seek to reach people all over the world. For more information on partnership, go to godconversations.com slash partners. 
Well, welcome back to God Conversations. We are very privileged to have a special guest on the show with us today, Pastor Vicki Simpson, an Australian prophet who travels widely when there's not a pandemic on. <laughs> and we've been talking about how God uses prophetic voices and prophets to speak on broader issues, perhaps that go beyond the sphere of the local church community. And I've about to ask Vicky the kind of question that we're all asking right now in the midst of this really crazy corona season. Well, what is God speaking to us about? But I'm going to ask first of all, Vicky, mm. what is God speaking to you about personally? Can you share what you feel like God is doing in the season for you? Yeah, it was really interesting because the Lord said to me at the outset, "This is a season of divine paradox, divine paradox," and I was like, "Like meaning." And, and it was this sense of how things appear in the natural yeah. be actually opposite to what was happening in the spiritual. So I believe, you know, spiritual realities and natural realities coexist. Natural reality, yes, there's a coronavirus. We're not in denial of that. We, But sp- spiritual reality was that in the midst of a very traumatic season where it looks like everything was stop, stop, but in God, it was going to be a season of start, start. Mm-hmm. That in a season of like where it looks like there's a lot of contraction and, and a lot of death and that there was going to be, so actually in the spirit it would be a season where things would be birthed and expansion. So, Oh, I love that. For me personally, it has been that paradox. And when uh, literally for in, in the, the first week, all my ministry appointments like a year's worth of bookings got cancelled overnight, 100% of my income, like life as I'd known it, churches couldn't gather. It's like the platforms that I stood on closed. And it's like I heard a starting gun go off in my spirit and all these things I'd been thinking of doing, like over the last 12 months, just ideas, felt the Holy Spirit say, go, bam, now. And so, and that included doing the Insta Lives, yes. you know, which you were a guest on, where yes. I've been interviewing Aussie prophets. And I've, I've had this vision of placing value on Australian prophets and calling them out of their caves and highlighting them and gathering them. For me, what God was saying to me was now. So whereas a lot of people have been saying, well, this is the season of pause and say la and stop, for me, it's actually been contrary. So hence the paradox. It's so funny because that is exactly what I have heard as well. Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, God said, I'm about to accelerate everything. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> then everything Ooh. got cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's been happening. I've been able to accelerate all the things behind the scenes. And I know that in the right time, things will shift again. Yeah. But I have heard exactly the same thing. Even at one of our prayer team members, same thing, acceleration, coupled with a, a bit of rest, and yeah. a bit of shifts and pause, and that's the paradox. Well, for me, I feel like all this unfruitful stuff's dropped away. I feel like God is, it's like a, a sculpture emerges, not from what's added, but from what's removed. Mm-hmm. And I feel for me in this season, and for many, that God's doing a new thing, but it's not by what's being added, it's from what's being removed. Right. right. So, you know, hence the paradox, yes. oh, God's doing a new thing. So yes. people immediately go to the idea yes. that he's adding stuff. Yes. But actual fact, is, is, as we know, there's a whole lot of stuff that's been removed, but in that there's stuff emerging. So um, seeing one paradox that's happened to me, when I've been praying for 30 years to minister in Italy, to speak to the nation of Italy. 
Your um, being the land of my, yep, the land of my heritage. And so what do you know? In like week two of all this, I get an invitation to speak in Italy. Italy. The very time when I can't fly there. And How it's, ironic. It's like an Alanis Morissette song, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah. isn't it ironic? <laughs> it's like, isn't it ironic? Wouldn't you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's classic. God. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I just, just reflecting on what you're saying for our listeners as well, I think that God is doing something new potentially in each one of our lives. And mm. I want to encourage our listeners to really think through, okay, Holy mm. Spirit, what are you saying to me about what is on pause and what mm. is needs to be reset and rebirthed mm. and how is God accelerating his purposes in every person out there listening? Because I think there's an opportunity right now. And, you know, Everyone quotes that verse in Isaiah 55 that says, my ways are not your ways Uh and God's ways are higher. Yes. But we often misunderstand that because what it's saying is, yes, my ways are higher, but I want you to know my ways. And so if you will listen to my voice, if you go back and read that passage, go back and listen to my voice, I'm going to show you my higher ways. Yes. And I'm going to teach you the ways of God. I'm going to show you what's happening in the spiritual so that then you can live according to God's ways. Yeah. And I think that's what the prophet is, yeah, your yeah. voice in that is doing. Yeah. You're calling us up to the higher ways. It's amazing you've just quoted that passage because that has been one of my go-to passages yeah. in this season as I've spoken at churches online and, and meetings and I felt the Lord say that he was going to bring an upgrade to our spiritual perception, Preacher. upgrade, higher, Yes. And that, that's the yes. very, Isaiah 55 has been my go. Because I was speaking on that tonight to a group of young adults in oh, Tasmania how, online. That's so um, incredible. Yeah. I love that. Let's go back to the bigger picture then. Yes. Yeah. What is God saying to mm. the rest of the church, the rest yeah. of the world? What do you think? And maybe what you've told us on a micro level actually applies as well. But what about to, mm. from a broader perspective to churches yeah. and perhaps even to nations? What do you think God is saying through this? Because we're really clear that God is not the cause yes. of a pandemic. And yes. people often get that a bit confused. They say things mm. like God is in control. Um, God is sovereign mm. and bad things still happen because we live in a fallen, broken mm. world and we have an enemy that seeks to kill, steal and destroy. And let's not confuse those two things. However, this is the God who works together in all things mm. to achieve mm. God's good purpose. Mm. So for you, what does that look like? I know that God mm. spoke to you, I think, even before some of this pandemic stuff happened because I heard you speak at a pastor's event and I think what you were hearing oh, from yeah, God the is, Rubik's Cube. Correct, is also relevant yes. in this time. Yeah, like I, and I had that vision of Jesus picking up a Rubik's Cube. This is two and a half years ago. And he picked it up and he... <laughs> Started him, you know, like like one of those guys that solves the the the, the Rubik's cube and record. I mean, the I remember the speed of it was so fast, like I, it was a it was a blur. Yeah. And then he stopped, and I realised he'd actually he'd actually messed it up. He hadn't put it in nice, actually, you know, like monocoloured sort of sides. It was he'd messed it up, and he looked at it, and then he looked at it, and he wasn't happy, and he took it one more time. And he went, er, er. so it was no longer even a cube. It's like he had it set askew. And I went, what is that? And bearing in mind, I don't actually have visions often. So when I do, it's super impacting. And he said, it's my church. Ask my people, are they willing to relinquish control? And it it was, and then he started to give me 
a whole heap of thoughts about the the nature of this move of God because it was God who was making the moves. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, God hasn't authored uh, the pandemic, but he has his hands on the church. The church belongs to him. Yes. And that is, to be honest, my uh, probably my sweet spot is speaking into the church. There are prophets who speak in the marketplace, prophets who speak in all sectors of society, but I feel my domain is the church. And in this season of seeing the new thing, the new wineskin, he said to me, I thought the Lord said, it's new wineskin season, new wineskin season. He went on to give me a whole lot of... So does the Rubik's Cube come back in together again? Or no. Or does it stay messed up? stays messed up. <laughs> oh, come on. This is... Stays messed up. So there, there would be a revival of creativity, not limited to the arts. Oh, I love that. And then a whole lot of sacred cows that he does not consider sacred anymore. Like, for example? For example, well, there are a few thoughts, but I I personally believe that the visionary leader paradigm that we've had for the last, what, two, three decades is shifting and we're going to have different structures and I believe the fivefold, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, sitting at the table together is going to emerge in this season. It's going to be... I've got a whole heap. Some can make people a bit a bit nervous, but I honestly believe the whole point is God wants to see his church fitting and functioning. We are a body. We are a body and have vision, another vision. I've had some more visions than usual, to be honest, in this season, and um, not for myself, for the church. And in this vision, I had saw a bodybuilder and he was looking at himself in the mirror, flexing his muscles and he had these great biceps, you know, mm-hmm. so I thought he was pretty crash hot. <laughs> and then and then the vision kind of panned back, like, and I saw that this bodybuilder had great big biceps, but he had skinny legs. He was all out of balance, very top heavy. Mm-hmm. And I felt the Lord say to me, it's my church. He said, uh, my church has been, has been building for image, not for mm-hmm. function. And the Holy Spirit led me to, to just explore and investigate the subject of functional training, what it is to strengthen the body functionally as opposed to for image and appearance. Interesting. Mm, so That's quite profound. Yeah. So you, uh, you were saying before that what you were, were communicating could make people nervous. Yes. I was yes. just reflecting on that because I think hearing from God is nerve-wracking mm. because mm. he's always going to push us forward and challenge some existing behaviours and look. show us that we might look good with the biceps but we're not functioning well. Like it's quite, that's yeah. what the Holy Spirit does, well, isn't it, even on a personal level? Yeah. Yeah, but what's been encouraging for me, like in this season, is a number of yes and amens, like the number yeah. of people who are like, I mean, I've been holding back on a lot of these things. I've been sharing it, as you know. I, mm-hmm. I spoke at that leaders' um, event and brought that vision to the table for people's consideration. But it, this has not been as disruptive as I thought. So I was nervous about giving yeah. voice to a lot of these ideas, but people d- contacting me directly, people um, phoning, even pastors who have been like, this is just makes so much sense. This is your, you're bringing language to what I'm feeling. Or even others, or even prophetic people, not necessarily called to the Ephesians 4.11 office of the prophet, but just prophetic people, people who are prayers. Yeah. Being like, we've, we've seen this coming. It's interesting because I've been reflecting a lot on that lately. I mentioned the last podcast our God Conversations podcast when we're talking about the Holy Spirit as a counsellor mm. mm. and how much when we let the Spirit into the church and into our lives, God really does 
remove the image, the external layers, and gets into transforming mm. us from the inside mm. out. So then we can function well. Yeah. But I think in in church life, we're all putting on a bit of a fast, yes. a bit of a, a bit of a face. And what the church yes. looks like is that we're open with our sin. Mm. that we are open with our wounds because we need to be in order for healing and repentance and transformation to occur. So what is God doing in our hearts is what God wants to do on a more corporate level in the church. And that means being real and open and letting the Spirit speak Mm. and clean out some of the the junk in our lives. And I I just, I love what you're bringing, even if the Rubik's Cube isn't as nice looking as what <laughs> it does make certain personality types nervous. I, I have I'm to. The, say. I'm the one who likes all the ducks in the row and all the colours. But the you row. know what? The thing with that Rubik's Cube is that there's still there is still design. Yeah, it's much more colourful. It's yeah. more abstract. It, it's still connection. <laughs> it's still divine intelligence. It's yeah. just not as we've known it. That's true. <laughs> That's true, Vicky. I could sit here and chat with you for hours because yeah. I just. For me, hearing what God is saying is the most interesting topic yeah. on the entire planet. And the thing I love about your ministry is that you are you're so full of integrity and you've done the journey. You're so well respected both here in Australia and abroad. And you set a beautiful role model for the life of a leader because you live it out. I know you live out a life of faith. You said before that your life has been very different and Mm. that's because you've listened to God, I think. Mm. But uh, if someone's listening to the podcast today and they want to know more about your Mm. ministry, particularly I think if you're interested in what prophets look like in the body of Christ, you'd be a good go-to person to go to on your Insta right now. Yeah. What's your... It's the best place. What's your... your, um, Yeah, Vicky Simpson, Vicky, V-I-C-K-I. Simpson with a P. And so, you've got a website as well. I do, and that's vickysimpson.com. It's about to enter into a bit of a uh, metamorphosis because it's reflecting who I was and what I was doing probably five years ago. So that's something Sounds new will great. emerge soon. Yes. But Instagram is really what's happening and there's uh, just a lot of free resource really yes. on there. And, and, again, a really great time to be listening and focusing on what God is saying, I think, because we have more time than what yeah. we had. Before we go, can you pray for the listeners? I think oh, particularly to. in the area of just really being able to receive what the Spirit is saying to them in the midst yeah. of a pandemic as well. So wherever you're listening. Yes, that'd be um, great. I'd love let's to. join in prayer together. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Heavenly Father, I, I don't know everyone who's listening right, right now, God, but you do. I, I don't know everyone by name, but you do. And I mm. love how you can take what I say and what I pray, and it be relevant to each person right where they're at. Father, I thank you for an increased awareness of your presence, an increased awareness of your Holy Spirit. Father, I'm sensing there are some and they're they're stuck in comparison. Oh, I'm not as spiritual as that person. Oh, I'm not spiritual enough. Oh, I'm not worthy enough to hear your voice. Father, I thank you that Jesus... Jesus has paid the price for every single one of us to hear from you. It's not based on our good works. None of us can pray enough. None of us can read our Bible enough. None of us can do anything enough to deserve this. This is your free gift. This is a part of our salvation package. So, Father, right now I pray for those people who are stuck in unworthiness and, Lord, who feel like they can't hear from you. Lord, I pray that they would put more faith in your ability to speak than in their inability to hear. 
And I thank you, Lord, for 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that we who join ourselves to the Lord are one spirit with you. And Lord, I pray right now, every person listening would receive that revelation that it's not God from a distance. You're not up there in heaven a long way away, but they are living, Lord, one spirit with you in the God zone, God, than what they are right now. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So thank you, Father, right now. Bless each one. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Vicky. Great to have you on the show today. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing on iTunes. Search for God Conversations with Tanya Harris and click subscribe. While you're there, leave us a review so others can learn to hear God's voice too. 